This is the Miller Report with Suzanne Miller on the Red Apple Podcast Network. And now, here's Suzanne Miller. Welcome to the Miller Report. I'm Suzanne Miller. The Miller Report is a weekly podcast sponsored by WABC. We talk to business leaders, CEOs, power players about real estate because real estate is the foundation, the glue of all cities, particularly this one. With us today is a clear is a dear friend. She's famous, a business person, an entrepreneur, a self-starter, and a marketing machine. Literally a marketing machine. (laughs) I don't know about that. She is known around the world as the original housewife from the Housewives of New York. She is the most beloved housewife. She also runs many businesses, including Jill Zarin Home and Jill and Allie, and is an avid real estate investor. Welcome, Jill Zarin, to the Miller Report. Yay! Thank you, Jill. Thank you for coming on my show. This means so much. You've done so much. I am not exaggerating when I call you a marketing machine. I really do. I mean this. Like, Jill. I know, but it's not true. But it is true. So, like, let's just for a minute, I know we both like to talk a lot. But the first thing I want to ask it, I didn't even brief you about any of this because I tried to. You said, don't worry, I talk enough. True. Let's talk about your masks. Like, who thought, how many masks did you sell? Oh, my God. Millions. 10 million, 20 million. Okay. I don't even know how many. What made you think everybody did masks? But you uh, were the first. You well, started the, a business. I know. That's the entrepreneur in me, actually. But Allison, I mean, I don't even want to you know, get into the whole mask thing, but my daughter's actually the one who um, tie-dyed some masks, put it on her social media. She has a lot of followers. They love them. And then, you know, we were all sitting at home not knowing what the future's going to be or how long we're going to be at home or anything. And, you know, I'm not the kind of person who can just sit around and do nothing. So... We started a mask company. And then from that, it grew into now candles and pickleball rackets and all kinds of stuff. So you were the original, and I say you are a marketing machine. Thank you. Now we're summer of 2023. Tell us, Jill, what is occupying your focus these days and what are you doing? Oh, my goodness. Well, I'm here now. Um, every day is a different day. I have a business meeting after this. Um, I, You know, we're really just hustling and, and working on my Jill and Allie Crystal Manifestation Candles, and we have a new line of Jill's Aaron Home Candles, and we're in stores everywhere, and I mean everywhere. We're in about 5,000 stores now, so I'm very proud of that. It took us 18 months to get here. I think that's pretty quick, and Allie and I continue to really promote all our brands on our social media, but really our social media we use for what we're doing in our lives, so we don't like to over-advertise. We do have you know, Instagram for the brand, but on my personal, I try to keep it personal and just a little bit. And I just launched Jill Zarin Beauty because so many people are asking me how I'm looking the way I look. Um, I kind of picked the best products that I like and developed it myself. I use it every day. And I think actually my pores have shrunk in the last four months. So I don't know how much smaller they can get. I think they're pretty much gone now. Um, So I have Jill Zarin Beauty and just my real estate. I mean, that. I think the one thing people don't know about me, they see all this stuff on, on Instagram and social media and all the interviews, but no one has ever asked me about my real estate. Well, that's you why you're the here. First. That's why you're here. You but are the Jill, first. before I talk about real estate, and it is the Miller Report is a real estate show, everyone knows you as a TV personality. I think you probably are the most beloved housewife. You're probably Thank you. the most favorite. So how much has the TV really helped with all these brands? Oh, immensely. I mean, I don't think I would be doing any of this if I didn't have a platform, a television 
show because that's what really got me going. I mean, I figured I wasn't making a lot of money doing the show, as everybody knows now. Uh, so I figured I have to use that platform to be able to make money because that's kind of I'm an entrepreneur. That's what I do. Mm-hmm. I like to make money. I mean, mm-hmm. there's nothing wrong with that, is there? No. Speaking about money, where you can make the most money in real estate, Absolutely. always. Real estate. If you talk to John Castamatidis and you read his book, everybody, I mean, how far do you want to go? He, st- he says, and he's been on the show, it's all because I bought the real estate. That's right. And he buys the real estate that's and that's right. how you make your money. That's right. So speaking of that, yes. I know that you are an entrepreneur and you do have some commercial real estate. So I do want to ask you to describe some of the real estate that you have. Well, you know, when Bobby passed away, he was, you know, very generous um, and he left me, you know, a good amount of real estate to be able to give me the income to be able to live pretty much the rest of my life, you know for a long, pretty much the rest of my life. Um, and rather than just keeping it the way it was, there were things that I wanted to tweak about it. So I really got involved. Uh, my boyfriend, Gary, and I left Florida and drove around the country because I have, I don't want to say how many, but you know, under a hundred, but I have a lot of properties all over the country, uh, commercial. And Gary and I went on a road trip and we went to about 10 States and saw everything. Wow. Everything. And met with the, uh, a lot of them were drugstores at the time, a lot of Rite Aids. Um, and we would meet with the pharmacist and we'd meet with the store manager. We'd ask them how many prescriptions does this store do? I mean, Gary really got into it to see, you know, if the properties were worth keeping or selling and reinvesting in something else. And we've had a lot, I've had a lot of fun doing it. Um, you know, right now I'm in the, re- you know, I did a lot of refinancing when interest rates were low. Now some of them are coming due and I have to refinance again. It takes a lot of work. Um, yeah, it's it's a lot of work, but a lot a lot of reward. I mean, I own properties that have Chick Fil A's in them. I mean, that is I don't own Chick Fil A, but I own the land or the building that they're in, and um, it's just really gratifying when you pull into a place and you know that it's yours. So just tell the audience for a minute, Jill, because people don't explain to us slowly. I know that you know you have a lot of triple net leases and double net leases. Explain what that is. Correct. So a triple net lease is basically when you buy a building or a property um, and you rent it out, the tenant is responsible for everything, including the roof. I mean everything. So if anything happens to the building, it's their responsibility. And they pay the taxes and they pay the insurance. So you pretty much... Um, deal with the cap rate when you're looking at investments like that. And a cap rate is just a fancy word for the return on investment. So when you hear like a 5, 5% cap rate, that means you're going to earn 5% on the property. Um, and there's a way of calculating it, of taking your uh, rent roll and dividing it into your uh, the value of the pro- uh, multiplying it times the value. Anyway, there's a, there's a formula for it. Um, and Every property has a cap, a commercial property has a cap rate attached to it. And the safer the investment, the lower the cap rate. And the more risky the investment, the higher the cap rate. And one of the things that Bobby did is he liked to get a lot of income. So he would buy properties that had a high cap rate. So it gave us a good return. The downside is a lot of them were short leases. And a short lease means that the lease is due within, uh, the lease is up for renewal within five years or less. And, you know, that's a little scary because five years is nothing. Mm-hmm. Like in three, four years, you're already trying to either renew mm-hmm. or look for a new tenant. Um, and if the te- and if the building goes dark, and I've had that happen, I actually have a property right now that's dark, meaning there's no tenant. It's scary, and it's not worth a lot if you don't have a tenant. So you know, there's also risk with real estate. It's like bonds, you know. But you have to hedge. You have to. You mm-hmm. shouldn't own just one unless it's. Mm-hmm. You know, one of the things I tell people: if you're in a retail business, whatever you have to do. 
own the real estate that you have your business in. That is your best investment to mm-hmm. own the real estate. You don't pay, you're paying yourself rent. Mm-hmm. That is the best advice I can give someone who owns um, a business that has a you know retail space. Well, everybody sees that the market has changed with interest rates higher and things have changed right now. So when you, if you were looking today to buy, what would you look for? You know, it really depends on what you want. Um, it depends on how old you are. It depends. Are you looking for income? Are you looking for stability? Like if you're a REIT or if you're um, a real estate hedge fund, a real estate fund, you know, you want to have a balance in your portfolio. You want to have things that are short term, long term, mid term. Like Chick fil A, as an example, is one of the best investments that you could have. Mm-hmm. It's uh, the lowest risk. Um, and the cap rates on those are like 4%, meaning if you buy a Chick fil A, you're only going to earn 4%, triple net lease, uh, only earn 4%. And the other, the, you know, and there's another downside is that if the tenant owns the, builds the building, then you don't even get a tax write off, which is a whole nother story. Um, but there are certain properties that are definitely lower risk, lower return. And then you've got stores like, um, you know, Rite Aids or uh, any of the um, businesses that people think are not stable right now, that there could be mergers. Uh, they don't know if they're going to get their leases renewed. So those end up going for more money. Uh, sorry, a higher cap rate, meaning you make more money if you buy it, but you have a higher risk that they're going to move out or close. Well, do you have any like CVSs? The drugstores are having a tough time right now. They are, and there could be another merge. I mean, I had Walgreens and and um, a lot of Rite Aids, but I've diversified now, and I'm down to just a few. Mm, that's great. Well, I'm, I'm so proud of you, Jill. Thank you. <laughs> so but that's what I spend a majority of my time on is with banks and financing and mortgages. And you know, I had unfortunately I had two properties that needed a new roof last year, and they were double net leases. Meaning a double net lease is where the tenant is responsible for the taxes, the insurance, and everything except for. The roof and like the foundation, like the outside. So um, lucky me, I had two roof leaks and I had to put on $200,000 with the roofs last year. And that, you know, that hurts. Um, so I would definitely advise if you can get a triple net lease investment, that's the way to go. Got it. So I guess you get less return for safer investment. Correct. Okay. Waiting on a tax return? Hopefully it ends up in your hands. Fraudulent tax returns due to identity theft increased by 30% in 2023. If you're in a bind this tax season, LifeLock can help. Our U.S.-based restoration specialists are experts dedicated to helping solve your identity theft issues. And all LifeLock plans are backed by the Million Dollar Protection Package. So we'll reimburse you up to the limits of your plan if you lose money due to identity theft. Help protect your information this tax season with LifeLock. Save up to 25% your first year at LifeLock.com aware. So back to your marketing skills, which again, marketing machine. So how do you see the mar- your marketing now in all these businesses? Because like when I started out in real estate, I put a big ad in the New York Times. That was it, the only place. That was it, that was it. done. And expensive, by the way. How much was an ad back then? Uh, 25,000 for a quarter of a page. Right, and now how much is it, by the way? Uh, nobody does it. There's no, only but, digital. There's is, there, nobody, is there a real I estate mean, section it's anymore? very, very little. It's, it's, it's mostly dark. People are mostly doing online. Right. That's where the Times is making their money. But you know, when, I, when we try and advertise, in the real estate business, we're doing, you know, um, we're doing Twitter, we're doing Instagram, we have all these reports coming on, even Facebook, people laugh because of my age, like, why are you doing Facebook? You know, that's your age should be doing Instagram, or I don't even know about TikTok. So what do you think is your best market for all your brands Well, right you know, now? it's very interesting. I'm going through an evolution myself. Um, Ali and I, you know, with my daughter, Allison Shapiro, and we have a different name because that was my husband. Um, we were divorced and I married Bobby Zarin, not long story short. Um, so Ali 
is the millennial. Uh, she's 30 years old, and she really knows uh, a lot more than I do about social media trends and things like that. So sometimes we butt heads, and sometimes we see things the same way. And when we st- remember, we're only a year and a half, two years old. So we went the traditional route, hiring an agency and running ads on Google and on Facebook and on uh, Facebook, Instagram, and now um, TikTok, whatever. And what we're finding is it's not working. And there's a lot. There's a few reasons why it's not working. One is. Uh, Apple, a couple of years ago, put a uh, restriction that um, you couldn't track uh, people's shopping habits the way they used to, uh, so it made it harder harder to find your target audience. Let's just keep it on a superficial level. So they changed, so a lot of things happened when that happened about 18 months ago. But... um, also, because there's TikTok and there's other things going on in social media, it's more crowded uh, and harder to focus on your customer and to convert them into, even though I have a lot of followers, it's hard to convert them into buyers. They may like me, mm-hmm. but they may not want to buy what I'm selling. Mm-hmm. So how do you kind of merge the two? And what Ali and I are going to be doing next is we are actually going to drop our traditional advertising. I'm going to take a risk there and get, cause I spent a lot of money on ads, um, and go into more influencers and we're going to hire an agency and do a lot more videos and things like that on our social media, but also have influencers and somehow, you know, you pay are an them. influencer. Yeah. But I'm, I'm only one. I want to hire micro influencers, like let's say uh, influencers who are in the home space where people, mm. their followers are looking for things for the home would be an example. Or pickleball. We sell pickleball rackets, like the most beautiful pickleball rackets. They're the best, best, best quality. And uh, they're really fun to look at. We have happy faces. We have like the Beverly Hills, you know, theme and like all this great stuff. Um, so we, how, how do I find those pickleball users if I'm advertising for candles? You know, so it's separate. So what we're going to do is we're going to hire influencers maybe in the pickleball world to promote my product and and co-share with them where you give them a percentage of their sale that they make. And we're going to try that and see how it works. I don't know. I've heard that that is what's happening right now in marketing, and we're going to go with that trend. It's funny. Last week, I had an influence. Oh, I had a company by the name of Constellation. Diana Lee was on it. And they're an advertising company that specializes in artificial intelligence. And she was saying that for advertising, what people are doing now is they're basically, I could take Jill Zarin and I could make a complete replica of you. I, they'll look like you. It'll sp- talk like you. It'll have your same right. reflection. And we could have a lot of little Jill Zarins being influencers that are not, you won't even know the difference. So do you think I would that'll lo- be- I, I don't know. I would love to talk to her about it. I know that there, I, I was, I've been, you know, on my Jill at Jill Zarin email, mm-hmm. I get every day flooded with hundreds and hundreds of, you know, random solicitations. It sounds like it's personalized, but you know, they're just out there. And I'm seeing a common uh, denominator of the uh, AI advertising where they, you don't need to pay an agency 5000 a month, but for like $500 a month, they can almost do the same thing with artificial intelligence. The only problem is, is one of the companies that I was talking to, coincidentally, um, had gotten blocked by Facebook. Uh, I think Facebook doesn't like it. And I think when they find it, they're stopping it. So I'm not sure if I wanted, I was going to try it and see what happened, but I don't want to affect my brand and my relationship as a brand with Facebook and Instagram and somehow get blocked. So uh, I'm not. I'm going to hedge and not do that until I know more information about it. But AI is definitely the future of everything, yeah. and very scary to me. I mean, especially you know when you have the little old lady living in the middle of somewhere, and she hears somebody call her that sounds like her son exactly. saying that he's in trouble. Please help me, and hangs up the phone, and then she gets you know a notice of where to send money. I mean, I would fall for it. Right. That's what's happening. It's a lot of fraud. And That's people just yeah. have to know, you know, don't do it. 
So you say you're, you, I mean, we know you're an influencer and I see that you've taken on, I, I've been with you, you know, it's, you're getting paid to take posts of sunglasses or water, water bottles. I mean, a million things I've seen. So when Jill, and we were listening to you, when would you say no? Oh, what if I've you said turned no. down something? Oh, I, I said no um, on a, um, it was a, uh, I think it was a vibrator. Oh, everybody hear that? Something like oh, something like that. It was many years ago. I probably wouldn't have turned it down today. But it was many <laughs> years ago, and I didn't think it was good for my brand. I mean, anything that's, look, anything I wouldn't take or use myself, I'm not going to promote. I don't need the money that badly, and it's just not it's just not in my wheelhouse. I've turned down a lot more than I've taken, that's for sure. You said earlier that TV has been the best way you promoted yourself, and it seems to be everything's done that way. Million Dollar Listing, whether it was, you know, it started out with Donald Trump's show, we're talking about selling Sunset, House Hunters, these renovation shows. Yeah, Jeff Lewis has a great renovation show on Amazon, Freebie. So if I came to you and I wanted to start a show and I, was a, and I, I wanted to do TV, what advice would you give me? Um... It's very competitive. Don't get disheartened. Mm -hmm. uh, you probably need an agent or somebody to help you walk in. Mm -hmm. um, and you have to have a unique idea. And you have to, depending on what the show's about, you have to have a great cast. Because I always say it's not the name of the show, it's the people in the show. And I think Housewives, uh, Bravo, whoever has learned that lesson hard by um, eliminating cast members on certain shows and seeing the results that the ratings do go down. I mean, there's definitely a cause and effect. And But sometimes there's a reason you have to do it anyway. Um, but yeah, you know, people love people. You know, it's not the name of the show. It's the people in the show. So it has to be a compelling cast. So speaking of shows, are you able to share with us? Maybe we'll be the first here at the Miller Report on any new shows you're working on, have done? Well, I did. I filmed a show now I can talk about called The Goat on Amazon Freebie. Woo! Um, and I'm very excited about it. It's a competition show, a little bit like Big Brother, a little bit like Survivor, a little bit of everything, where a group of people live in a house and compete. And, you know, end up with one winner. And it was the best time of my life. I, if I could do it again, I would. Um, there were 14 of us, and I feel like they're friends for life. They are friends for life. We have a group text. We still all text each other. And uh, I'm having, actually, a charity event on July 29th in the Hamptons. And a lot of them are going to be coming. So I'm very excited. Most of them have not been to the Hamptons. So they see this as an opportunity because I'm going to give you know put them up in a house and all this other stuff, an opportunity for them to come. And I'm so excited to host them in the Hamptons. So. so can you tell us who the winner was, or do we have to all wait? Oh, you, I definitely can't tell you who the oh, winner was. Oh, come on, I Jill, definitely can't tell you. I know, I know. Everybody's got to watch the show to hear who the winner was. It's going to be on in December, and it is so worth watching. It is going to be epically funny and fantastic. That's fantastic. Everybody listening to that? Before Shopify, were you wondering, where are my sales at? Now you're selling with Shopify, the global commerce platform supercharging your selling. You have no problem selling online, in person, on social media, and beyond. Gary, easy on the cha-ching. <clears throat> oh, sorry, but my Shopify sales are through the roof. Start selling with Shopify today and discover how millions of businesses around the world use Shopify to ignite their selling. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash listen. Shopify.com slash listen. And tell us when your event is and what it's about. So the event is called the Jill Zarin Luncheon, Luxury Luncheon, and it started about 10 years ago when my husband, Bobby, was diagnosed with thyroid cancer. I wanted to raise money for research. He had a very rare kind of thyroid cancer and has since passed five years ago. I can't believe how long it's been. And I'm still holding out the candle for him. I'm still running that. this event. Uh, and it's, it's, a, it's, it's a very unique situation. It's a luxury luncheon where we have past food and drinks and all that stuff. But we have over 50 sponsors that are set up with different tables, and they actually give away 
away for free their products. Or in some cases, it's a discount depending on what it is, but most of it's free giveaway. And then the gift bag, the VIP gift bag is worth up to $5,000. It's probably going to be more this year. Wow. It's really incredible. How do we get one of those? You have to buy a ticket. Oh, how much is a ticket? Um, the VIP tickets are seven fifty, uh, and I think the regular ticket is five hundred, and it's for a great cause. And you're going to get a gift bag worth way more than the price of a ticket. And I can tell you, when I buy a ticket in New York for twenty five hundred dollars or a thousand dollars, you don't even get a magazine when you leave. So I really think that people love this event because they go home with products that they, you know, new products, new companies that have just started. And like we launched Mophie. You remember the Mophie charger? They yes. sold that company for hundreds of millions. We were the first ones to have their product, the Aura Ring. We were the first place they launched it. And I don't want to, you know, surprise. I want people to be surprised when they come. Um, but we have some other unbelievable products coming this year. That's great. Everybody should come to the Jill Zarin Luncheon to donate to thyroid cancer. Yes. Well, thank you, Jill. Thank you for being a wonderful friend, a fantastic guest, and all that you do. And keep being a marketing machine. Thank you for coming to the Miller Report. And please download and subscribe. Thank you. Dear listeners, thank you for coming on my podcast. If you like what you're listening to, please download, subscribe, and share. Thank you so much. Bye.